Hello everyone, welcome back to Soul Spice and Everything Nice. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Aren't we all glad that 2020 is over? I know I am. It was a good year though. Ultimately, I have everything to be grateful for. All of my loved ones are healthy and thriving and I'm living in New York following my dreams. I got to go home for the holidays and spend so much quality time with my family. I'm healthy. I'm doing okay. So, you know, just got to count your blessings. The world is definitely in a weird state right now, and it's been tricky for me to navigate that, but we're doing the best we can, and we're all in this together, right? (laughs) On today's episode, we have a beautiful guest, someone I grew up with since I was 12 years old. Her name is Summer Harrison. I've always admired Summer. From the time we were young, I always thought she was one of the coolest, smartest, grounded individuals I've ever met. She worked tremendously hard growing up. She was an excellent swimmer. She even made it to the Olympic trials, which we'll talk about today. But what I love most about Summer is that she just stays true to who she is. She's not easily swayed by others, and she has probably the biggest heart that I know. She is so caring and so kind, and she truly hasn't changed in that way. She's always been that person, and it's such a blessing to be able to still maintain a relationship with her after all of these years, and we live in two different states. We're on two opposite sides of the country, but it's so lovely to be able to still have a friendship and to catch up every week and to have somebody to turn to and she's just so wise and I'm so lucky and grateful to have her on the podcast today. So with that, enjoy our episode and let's welcome beautiful Summer. All right, so Summer, tell me about yourself. What's your story? Let's get into it. (laughs) Yes. Well, my name is Summer, as you know. I went to seventh grade with you. (laughs) Yes, mid-pack. So I was lucky enough to go to school with Angela and uh, over on the island of Oahu. So we're both island girls. Um, But yeah, I grew up there my whole life. And then I got recruited for swimming. Swimming was something that was very heavily, I was very heavily involved in, as you know, in my Mm -hmm. life. And, uh, that, you know, making Olympic trials was probably the first thing that happened that kind of made me realize like, Oh, wow. Like I can do this for, for a long time. Like I can Mm -hmm. go into college and like go swim in college for this, you know? And that was kind of when it hit me like, wow, this is great. I'm going to do everything I can to get there. And Mm -hmm. so that's exactly what I did was just kept training and training and eventually ended up out here in San Diego. Um, mm-hmm. I got recruited for, you know, swimming for the hundred butterfly at San Diego nice. state. Yes, so good. Amazing. So it was the best decision of my life. Not only mm-hmm. for just the swimming experience aspect, but also I met the love of my life there. Yes, <laughs> Andrew. there, I would have never met Andrew and that True. has been, you know, a great that experience in college was just so so pivotal in my life Mm -hmm, but that's mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at now I'm I'm working for a company called swim outlet now and I'm Mm -hmm. a brand manager Mm -hmm. and so I'm just doing that and seeing where it takes me so let's talk about swimming I want to know more about what swimming has like instilled in you and the kinds of characteristics or traits that it's kind of brought into your spirit and into your life. I feel like it's such a hard and competitive sport and I just have so much respect for you for doing it for so many years and doing it at such a young age, especially at a private school where we had tons of homework. It was super competitive, like really, really hard to balance both. Like I want to know, like, what has it taught you? What has it instilled in you? Oh, what a loaded question. I know, (laughs) a lot going on. (laughs) I think, you know, when I look back at my swimming career, um, 
I, there's a lot of things that I would say has been instilled in me because of that sport. Um, I think swimming has instilled this sense of pride in me, Mm -hmm. a sense of, um, of passion. Uh, it's instilled a lot of really amazing work ethic. Mm. Um, and it's also instilled, I'm able to push further than what's painful normally. Totally. And so, uh, since I'm what, you know, cause like of, of practice, you have to, you're dying, your body's dying. You're, you're feeling like you, this is the end of the world, but you have to keep going. And mm-hmm. that feeling, a lot of people don't know how to get to that feeling or even want to, or let alone know how to. And so I think the, the being able to push past that barrier and push past my limits, I think mm-hmm. has been the biggest thing that, you know, swimming has instilled in me, you know, it's ultimately discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what true discipline feels like. I know what true discipline uh, is. I know what it takes to mm-hmm. have a really good disciplined routine in order to accomplish something amazing. Mm. Um, I think that's what swimming has instilled in me ultimately. Um, mm-hmm. just looking back kind of, you know, through the memories that's, those are the things that come to mind mm-hmm. as far as what it's instilled, but it's also instilled a lot of negative things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's unpack, unpack that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's true. Like swimming has instilled a lot of amazing things, but a lot of negative things as well. And I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of people talk about the negative things um, right. that sports in general do take a toll on an athlete mentally and physically, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and spiritually, all of it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It's a gnarly thing. You dedicate your life to this sport pretty much. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's what your focus, that's your main focus, your main priority. And so sometimes that can, you can get a little lost in that in a mm-hmm. sense of I did this my whole life since I was eight years old. And now I'm going to, I, I, I graduated like three years ago, something like that. And right. I'm like, okay, what, who am I without swimming? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to get into as well. I think you right. have a lot to talk about with that and a lot to teach others because I feel like as someone who's made it to like literally the top, like you made it to the Olympic trials. That's like every athlete's dream to go from that and to not be swimming anymore to not have that label of being a swimmer define you. Obviously you still swim. You're still going to the beach every day, working out, you know, it's still part of your life, but not in the same way it once was. How has that shifted your view of identity for yourself? You know, Mm -hmm. I would say, that it was, it's, I'm still, I'm still finding it. I'm still mm-hmm. finding that answer. Um, it just goes to show how deep the sw- the sport of swimming has affected my, my heart and soul. Um, because mm-hmm. I'm somebody who, you know, I, when I'm, when I'm going to do something, I'm going to give it everything I've got that long, you are going to have some PTSD, you know, totally. and you're going to try and you're going to, you're going to not know what's next. Like you have to, you have to try new things. And so I kind of went straight into trying new things and went into, you know, start starting to, I was kind of lost. I, I didn't know who I was, what my purpose was. I felt like I was kind of worthless without swimming. I felt like, wow, is that the only thing I'm going to be good at in this life is, you know, is swimming all I was meant to do on this planet. Mm. Like your mind goes there. <laughs> I totally relate. I totally get that. Right? Yeah. Dance, yeah. Dance. Yeah. That right? the same thing happened to me when I wasn't dancing and I went to college and I was doing acting. So that was really fulfilling for me, right. but I feel like I always could connect with you on this. Cause we were both known like Angela's a dancer, like summer's a swimmer. And like yeah. when you don't have, have those labels defining you anymore it's so debilitating and it's just it's heartbreaking too because you're so used to that fueling your ego and oh you nailed it it's right it's a huge place that fuels your ego and that is the best way to put it because instead now in this day and age I'm about to be 25 in a couple days I've realized that what I need to be fueling my mind with instead of those thoughts of, wow, I'm worthless without this sport. I'm not going to be good at anything but swimming. You know, instead, I have to replace those automatic negative thoughts with things that give me life, 
Mm. And that truly matter. And yeah. if you really break it down, the sport of swimming truly does not matter. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. Totally. What really matters is God, yeah. your family, your friends. Period. And your community. Period. Like, yeah. What you're people, your relationships, your relationship to God, relationship to yourself, relationship to the yes. people that matter to you. You know, taking yeah. care of your family. Like those are the things that matter. Caring about, oh, I, I really didn't end my senior year well with swimming. And, you know, now I'm, I'm going to just be this worthless person. Like I'm not going to let that sport, what I've, it's taken me a long time to come to this, but I'm not going to let that sport have that much control over my heart. And I yeah. think I didn't have too much control, whereas I have the control of mm-hmm. what I think, what I digest, the things I consume. Instead of looking back, I want to look forward. I mm. want to look at what can I do next, you know? Mm-hmm. And so by, you know, it's by trial and error. You know, everyone yeah. who's starting from the bottom, like spit out into college, you know, you go from being this D1 athlete who you think you're the, you think you're a badass or whatever, mm-hmm. and you get spit out and now you're at the bottom and you need to, you know, no one cares about if I went to Olympic trials or not, like right. in a job interview. Sure. It's cool. Like, wow, cool. But like, no one really cares. They, you know, they just want you to get the job done or whatever. And they right. want you to be a person. Like those are the things mm-hmm. that, that people and think, you know, truly care about. And so yeah. instead, you know, I, I realized that I was just so fearful of the future and so scared. And I had so much fear inside of me of what's next and how I don't know if I can do anything to that level ever again. Mm. And that's the scariest thought that I still am trying to overcome. What do you mean? Like, do you feel like you can't commit your full self to anything like you did with swimming ever again. Yeah. Cause that took every part of your being. Yeah. It's like, do I need to give something like that? That much. That much. Right. Like, do I, you know, and, and like the amount of pain, the amount of, you know, like there's so many things behind the scenes that a lot of people don't really know unless you are an athlete yourself, that there is a lot that goes behind training in swimming. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we're doing, morning practice, weightlifting. I was lifting the heaviest I've ever lifted, you know, like throughout college. It was crazy. I was like a bodybuilder, not less like a swimmer. It was it was too much, you know. I like <laughs> yeah. you know, I really need to overtrain and overtrain myself and things like going mm-hmm. forward. No, I don't think so. I think that right. after that, you get older, first off, your body changes. That's yeah. something that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I Literally. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, you do hear like this while you can, while you're, while you're working out, you know, 10 hours a right. day while you can eat full pizza, like that's going to change. Sure. You get those comments, but it doesn't really sink into your mind until you're actually 25 and you're like, wow, and you're, my body's changed. <laughs> right. And you're like going through it and you're just like, what? I don't look like my 16 year old self. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I thought I had a six pack, you know, it's, that, it's your ego. It's totally. Ego it's a, it's a, and I think as you get older, you start to, te- you tend to not care about that stuff as much. Um, mm-hmm, but you know, mm-hmm. ultimately, as being, you know, as being an alumni for a while now, I've realized that I need to, you know, I need to, I learned that choosing to do something that pushes me or gets me out of my comfort zone when I don't have, when I, when I don't have, when I don't have to, mm. like it's really powerful. And that like God has placed the best thing in life on the other side of fear. Mm. You know what I mean? Like fear yeah. taunts us and tries to intimidate us. And, you know, but then when our hearts are established in, you know, what in the freedom of God, that God has given us, then we can laugh at the fear of the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like Absolutely. that's what I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm, yeah. I'm at a point where now I'm so tired of being scared and so tired of thinking, oh my gosh, like who am I without this sport? I'm at the point now where I'm giving it up to God. And that is the most freeing feeling I've ever experienced because right. when you ultimately bank on your faith and you give it up to faith. It's like, like, I wish I did that in swimming. 
you know, right. like, I, wish I did that more in swimming, but you get so you're all consumed by that. Mm-hmm. Time. Totally. And, Takes and up everything. Yes. And I think that's what younger athletes, if they, have, if someone, you know, who's a younger athlete and they're hearing this, don't get all consumed by <laughs> your sport because mm-hmm. you're going to artists that applies to you too. Cause I know I have a lot of artists listen to this. Yeah. So. And artists too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same like, thing happens with actors and models. Oh my God. You get obsessed with which job am I going to book? Did I get it? Like, oh, yes. they're working. I'm not like, it's the same yeah. thing. Totally yeah. take over your life. Yeah. And so, you know, when, you know, it's like when you're in the midst of fear, I've realized that when you can hear it, like taunting you, teasing you, telling you, you know, like what we're talking about, like being obsessed with it. Like you get, you hear things like you're that little boy inside your head that tells you like, you're not good enough. Mm. You're not going to be good enough. You need to continue to, you know, you need to keep grinding. And that voice does help you achieve great things because it keeps you, it makes you keep going Mm -hmm. and because you want to, you're like this perfectionist, but in the end, like looking back, I think I should have, you know, I should have set my hope on God instead of hope mm. on purely my ability. Right. Um, I, I did, you know, I definitely had a, you know, I definitely believed in God my whole life, but like, it's more of a relationship aspect. I think when I was swimming, it was harder for me to have that because of this sport. And so I've realized that, you know, fear is something that has been super prominent in my life you know, mm-hmm. over the few months of like this pandemic too, you know, fear of not having a wedding, you know, fear of not having enough money to, you know, survive fear of the enemy and, you know, and, you know, feeling of my, you know, my family getting sick and like the enemy being COVID. <laughs> right. That's what I mean oh. about that, you yeah. know? And yeah. so it's like, and I, and I've been feeling like, you know, it feels like you're, it's like been a punching bag kind of year. Yeah. Like we've been just getting smacked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I've realized that in the end, you know, it, it talks about in the Bible, there's this, there's this verse in Romans 8, mm-hmm. 18, and mm-hmm. it talks about, and it says what you're going through doesn't compare with what is going to come from it. Mm, that's so beautiful. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. you got frozen again sorry take a step back yeah i can hear now yeah go it says what you're going through doesn't compare with what is going to come from it Mm. and and that is it's like that's huge and that's god right there like he's saying that and so all those things that we're thinking of of when we're in the midst of like this painful period of time of grinding and trying to achieve great things the biggest advice i'd give people is to not get lost in it and to not feel yeah. like your worth is in it because it yeah. isn't you are mm. worth you are worth so much more we are royalty okay mm-hmm. we are we are kids we are children from heaven god created mm-hmm. us in his image we are royalty we mm-hmm. can't think oh this defines me that much Right. And it's crazy to even be saying this right now, because looking back, I was so obsessed with swimming and like, that was all, I missed so many family get togethers because of swim meets. And like, it's like, I was, it was so you had, but I had to do that in order to accomplish what I did, mm-hmm. you know, so some, it also has kind of a double, like a bat, like another thing too. It's like, you're going to have to sacrifice things if you really want to accomplish certain goals. Right you, you really do have to sacrifice a lot for certain things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially that level of success. It's like yeah. you almost There's all of your time was like dedicated to training, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's hard. It's sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Wow. And how has that for you as you've gotten older, do you feel like now your priorities have shifted and you're kind of looking back thinking like, Hmm. Maybe if I was 25, would I have put in that much effort? Like, what do you, what do you think being older now? Like, how do you feel about investing so much of your time and missing out on those family gatherings? Like as you grow older, how has that shifted for you? Um, I, it's so funny. The first thought that came to my mind was I regret it. Really? 
That was the first thought that literally popped in my mind. I regret, I don't regret my like swimming. I am doing that. I regret missing out on like certain things like family, mm. events, family gatherings, family events, birthday parties, even like being a kid, like going, you know, going to a party or anything, or, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. didn't do that much of that. Mm-hmm. I, I was yeah. in the grinding it out and it's like, but at the same time, it's like, I think I could have been, a, you know, I definitely was pretty hardcore and I could have been a little but at the same time like that's the sport like that is just the sport what like, it is yeah it's gonna change I don't think it, it you can't change swimming because you have to put that much effort in um in order to accomplish greatness and accomplish and to be at the level you want to be at whichever mm-hmm. wherever that is like if mm-hmm. you want to be at the top get ready, like buckle up. Cause that's all you're going to be doing for the, you know, like that's what mm-hmm. your focus is. And so looking back, I regret like missing a few family vacations. Sure. But mm-hmm. what I, I don't look, I don't look back at that, at my swimming career with any ill thought. I don't. Good. I love Not that. A, I right, think you anything, it's, it's feelings of, of, you know, I'm missing it. And I feel, of course I, I miss being that strong. I missed being that mm-hmm. fast. I miss being mm-hmm. good, that good at something. Definitely. I'm still feeling that to this day. Cause I'm still yeah. trying to navigate like your twenties are hard. Like after college, you're trying to figure out what's next. Who are you next? Like, you know, what are you going to go achieve now? Like, mm-hmm. like we're so young too. And it's like, we, the world is our oyster. We can do, you know, whatever we want, like, what do we want to do? And now that I'm married, I have this partner with me that like, we get to do life together. And that's a whole other story, you know? And so now my, my purpose isn't, oh, I need to make Olympic trials anymore. My purpose now has shifted to, I need to take care of my husband Mm, that he's loved and he's cherished and he Mm -hmm. feels that and he's supported. Right. Right. And so I think as you get older, your priorities change. You know, I feel like my relationship with God spiritually too has been, um, you know, it's grown tremendously. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about that too. Like, how do you find the time to prioritize your relationship with God? That's something I feel like a lot of people struggle with is like taking time out of your days to create space for intimacy with God, with spirit, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But for us, obviously we, we believe in God and like, how do you carve out time for that? Yeah. I think now that I'm a little bit older and I have a little bit more time and especially Mm -hmm. during this time we've been all quarantined and Mm -hmm. locked away. It's definitely, it's definitely, um, been, it's been hard. It's definitely been a roller coaster. Nothing spiritual in my life has ever been consistent, like soup. I mean, not, not, no, it has been consistent. I would say, Mm -hmm. I would just say my, I guess like my, you know, everyone's life is just so up and down. There's so many things that are, that go on that it's like, it's that he, I've always felt his presence with me, but I think I felt the most connected now in my life. Mm. Now that I'm 25, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm very comfortable um, with my, I guess, spirituality, like connecting with Jesus, like, and, and talking about it more and, mm-hmm. and really taking the time to pray. Prayer has been something that has moved mountains in my life and having intentionality on um, pursuing him ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I never was as intentional growing up, like growing up, looking back, like I've always had a keen sense of prayer and like energies and people. And like, I I've always understood people in a different way than most people. Like if it, you know, would understand people, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like you're very intuitive and you like can read people and you're very like sensitive to like people's energy. energy. And, yeah. Yeah. and people's spirits like I've always been like that since I was a young age and so I think now that I'm older I'm able to kind of use those those things that have been instilled inside me for you know I'm more comfortable kind of talking about that with others and talk and, and helping other people and diving into deeper topics with people just based on how I kind of see them and how mm-hmm. the energy they're giving off, I can ask certain questions now that are, that hit them right, right where it's home for them. 
Right. Um, right. And that's something that God, I believe God has, has given me that, that feeling and that kind of resource. And I ultimately feel like the way that I, the way that I spend time with God, um, is definitely the most of the time is in nature. Yes. Yeah. I need that too. For sure. Something about being in nature for me, it's, you know, surfing. Um, when I'm Mm -hmm. out in the water, it's a feeling like no other for me. I feel like I'm meant Mm -hmm. to be there. I feel like I'm one with the ocean. I know how cheesy that sounds, but it's how I get that. Yeah. I think I was made for the water. Like I just, I have this sense when I'm in the ocean or in the pool that I like am meant to be there. And I don't, I've never felt like that with anything else. Mm, Yeah. I never really have felt like that with anything else. And I'm still searching for that. Right. You know, like how some people like growing up, they're like, yes, I'm meant to be a teacher. Like I know what's inside me. I'm meant to be a kindergarten teacher. And it's like, right. or I'm meant to go, you know, I'm meant to go work for NASA and go up to space. Like I'm, right. meant for, you know, right. like I don't know what I'm meant for next. I don't know mm. what my next challenge is going to be, but that's part right. of life. And that's part of the fun of life is figuring Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like as we get older, we're always going to be figuring it out. Like my mom's in her fifties and she's still figuring it out. And but that's like always where I want to be. Like, and I think being in a place where you're always trying to grow and evolve and just figuring it out doesn't need to be a bad thing. It's a good thing essentially, because it means you're going with the flow, you're being present and you're open to essentially anything, you know, and you can still be focused and also open to life you know? (laughs) No, totally. I think the, this, it's just part of what we're supposed to do next. Um, I think when I was growing up, everything was so planned out. Absolutely. We had such a, such a schedule. Oh yeah. Go to school, go to rehearsal, go to practice, go home, do your homework, repeat. (laughs) Like such such a flow. And I do kind of miss, I miss that. I look, I feel you. Yeah. It's a bit easy in the sense where it's kind of nice to have things planned out for you because then the responsibility doesn't really fall on you. It's like create your schedules and like stick to it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so now that we're like adults, we can do whatever we want. We're like, what I know. Yeah. What do I want to do today? Like, I mean, I just got a new job and this job has definitely, it's new, it's remote. Um, mm-hmm. and I've never had a remote job. So I'm kind of right now trying to figure out the dynamics of how to take care of myself mentally, mm-hmm. um, with a job like this. Cause it's all right. on the screen all day. So yeah, I've, totally. never, I've never felt like, I guess, screen like this, how do you like, it's like when your eyes, your eyes just like hurt. Just cause yeah. Like, it's just like an overload of like the blue light from the screen and uh, like, typing and like you're hunched over like I work at a desk so like I totally relate to that and like yeah and like the swimming pool you know totally and same as being a dancer it's like when I come back from like my job at the spa I need to stretch I need to move because I'm sitting answering emails all day yeah responding to clients picking up the phone and it's just like it's hard for your body you know you have to make time for it now totally like before you know, all our focus was on just what we, you know, what our art was like, that's all we cared about. And that was a very special time that we got to Mm. focus on specifically our art form, you know, Mm -hmm. and swimming art, man. Right. So true. And we had a lot of time growing up to focus on that art. And I think Mm -hmm. we should still continue to carry that feeling into our daily lives now as we're becoming adults Mm -hmm. um I think we shouldn't lose that that aspect of ourselves I love that I'm kind of afraid of like I don't want to get lost in the sauce and I want to like yeah I want to always have that creative childlike sense of doing things sometimes and that's why I took up macrame right no absolutely (laughs) little as a you know making wall hangings like that is a huge therapeutic outlet for me that makes me kind of come back to who I really am Mm. which is an artist and 
a expressive and mm. an athlete, you know, I need to, I need to do things that are athletic still to this day. I'm mm-hmm. even thinking about joining master swimming again, mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back into the pool. I haven't felt like that yeah. until this, like until recently, mm-hmm. I felt, uh-uh, I'm not getting in the pool forever. Like I was, right. I was mad at swimming when I finished, I was mm-hmm. mad. I was mad mm-hmm. at swimming. Cause I felt like I, like they broke up with me. I felt like swimming broke up with me mm-hmm. in a really, it was a really messy breakup. Right. Right. That's Absolutely. And do you feel like now that a few years have passed, you're coming to terms with it and you're healing and that's why you kind of want to be more open to it now, you know, literally, literally just like a couple of days ago, I decided, really? yeah, like I felt called to kind of get going again and I kind of miss moving my body in that way and I I'm good and it's nice to go back to things that you're really good at oh I totally know what you mean yeah it's the yeah. best healing it's it so is healing. it's it makes you feel so powerful and confident yeah it totally yeah. gives me it like being on a pool deck totally gives me confidence because it's the most familiar place to me absolutely even, even, no matter what pool I'm at like mm-hmm. it can be anywhere. I own that pool. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I absolutely to go, like, get me on those blocks. Like, let's do some starts. You know, it's mm-hmm. like exciting. It's fun for me. I don't know what, like, and I'm really eager to see how God uses, you know, that experience for, you know, what my future looks like on what's, ne- what's my next swimming, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really want to know. Cause I don't know yet. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's this, that's like the question I think, a lot of people have coming out of college and it's not really talked about that much on the, the mental toll that it takes on you. And you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Um, mm. and everyone's path is different, but at the same time, I think it's very crucial for athletes, artists, whatever, when you're, when you're kind of exiting out from that career path, you need to give yourself some grace. Mm. Um, you need to give yourself some grace in the face. Yeah. That you That's have so beautiful. Been, you, you just, we have been so hard on ourselves. Yeah. For years. Literally like crying. <laughs> like, no, me was... too. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> no, like, it's so I, true. I was, I literally would, I have this memory. This is probably the biggest, like, basically I was in the weight room. And it was my senior, it was my senior year and I wanted to finish really strong. Right. And so I lifted the heaviest I've ever lifted. And I remember being in the weight room, we're doing pull-ups with weight strapped on a belt. And so it was hanging plates. I had three 45 pound plates hanging and I was doing pull-ups. Yeah. And I was doing pull-ups with them. And I remember being at the top of my last pull-up of the set and I I like, I started bawling my eyes out because I just was like, I gave it so much. Like I gave that set of five pull-ups, literally everything to the point where it made me cry. Like it just Mm -hmm. made me, it made me just erupt with emotion. And Mm -hmm. when you push yourself that hard to when you erupt like that, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow. Like, I just think you I need to give myself a little, a little grace here, you yeah. know, like I, I gave it my all and I can, yeah, sh- let me take a few years to figure it out. What's next? Like, mm-hmm. like we need to give ourselves a break, you know, like mm. we, as student athletes, we, we kill ourselves over our sport. And mm-hmm. I, I, then I blacked out like re- right after that. <laughs> right. Like right. I literally blacked out on the floor and they had to like get oxygen on me. Oh my gosh. I like crazy. gave everything to the point where like I blacked out. <laughs> That's and that was just the first time. I've done that many times. You know, and then like food, like food was really hard in college. Like eating right was really hard. You right. know, like, we had so many things we had to like be on top of. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly we're done. And then mm-hmm. it's like, what? Like, what am I supposed to focus on now? You know? Right, right. It's, we need to give ourselves grace and, yeah, and realize that the next opportunity might not come right away. And the next, mm-hmm. your next swimming might come maybe in a few, maybe in a, right after swimming or years down the line. Mm-hmm. Life, is, mm-hmm. life 
like we have, we're just getting started here. We are 25 mm-hmm. years old, 24, 25 years old. Literally, we are yeah. just getting started, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so true. I think the journey's like just beginning. We're just getting started. Right. Oh, that's a beautiful story though. Thank you for sharing. I can't even imagine. Wait, you had th- 345 pounds yeah. on you. So that's while doing a pull up, which is like, hard to do without any weight on you I can't even I can't do that anymore <laughs> I can't even believe like you were able to do that like that's yeah. crazy and I was like hip thrusting like 535 like 535 pounds like hip thrusts <laughs> my gosh like that's I don't crazy. I did not need to be doing that though like looking mm-hmm. back I did not yeah. need to be doing that I don't know. I think I just wanted so much approval from my coaches and my coach and I wanted him to just think I was giving it everything I got. And he never, he never really gave me much to work with. He, he didn't, he didn't, you know, I'm a people pleaser and I really love words of affirmation because I work Mm -hmm. in everything I do. I just need you to tell me I did a good job. And I I think I did that a lot in swimming where I would overachieve and overtrain myself because I was, I was looking for approval. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I've definitely carried that on into, into today. <laughs> right. Right. I get that. Cause I feel like almost like when you're an athlete or like a dancer, it's like you're doing certain things. So your teacher's like, good, you did it. Like you improved. Cause you're yeah. always trying to improve. Like no matter what you're training in, it's like, yeah. you're always trying to get your leg higher. You're always trying to swim faster and yeah. you're always doing it for other people essentially I mean as I've gotten older I try not to do that as much because yeah and to break out of that but really? it's so true words of affirmation I feel you yeah, it, yeah. And it's like growing up now now where I'm at now though I've realized that like I need to start doing things because I think they're cool absolutely and it I think I did fuels it you because yes. I never thought like that ever absolutely until, until recently like this is literally a recent thing. Like I am just now kind of slowly starting to kind of be okay with swimming. I'm not completely like, I can't, you know, cause I'm, I, I ended my career horribly. Like it was the worst right. to end your career. Right. I win hundred butterfly at conference worked harder than I've ever worked in my entire life. Get up there. Don't even make finals. You know, the heebie-jeebies just talking about it right now. Right. But that I had to go through that for a reason. And I've been searching and asking God, why did you make me go through that? You know, Mm -hmm. and it, it it was, it was something that I I've thought of for a long time. Like why God, like, why did you make me literally like struggled so hard that season? And then just for what? For me to finish my career like this, mm-hmm. I was mad. I was mad at God and I was mad at swimming and I was mad at my coaches and I was mad at everyone. I just felt like, what the heck? This isn't fair. And that I think was my introduction into the real world. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that was God just giving me an early introduction into the real world because the real world, life ain't fair. Right. Oh, like right. ain't fair at all. Yeah. It's not fair. And when you're in your little college bubble, you don't really like don't think about that. that. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. And you think the world revolves around you. Yeah. And I think yeah. now after going through that, I think God was preparing me mm-hmm. for the real world. He's like, Summer, you've already done enough. Your right. career, you've done you've had a great career. Look, yeah. look at all that you've done. Yes. I'm so proud. Like that's that's what I think God is saying to me because and that's why he made me and that's why my my story is I ended horribly because I think it was it showed it taught me a lot it taught me that I need to not not ask for people's approvals or need people's approval as much as I did to the point where I literally would black out just to like mm. show the coach that I could do pull-ups with three pounds <laughs> with 135 pounds on mm. preach like, Summer, what are you doing you right. don't need to do that for someone else's approval. And it was like my own ego. Like I mm-hmm. needed that. Right. And now I'm at the, I, it's like, I don't need that. Right. You don't need I, that. I don't yeah. need that. Like, I think that prepared me to be 
kind of in this new mindset of I'm doing things because I think they're fun. I think it's cool. Um, you know, whether it's making, like I just started a YouTube channel and like yes, that's love it. Fun to do for myself you know, right. Like I like making videos to look back at my adventures and like, yeah, sure. You guys want to see them too. Like, that's fine. But like, it's hard in this day and age where we get this dopamine rush of likes and comments. Mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. It's such a prevalent thing in our, in our generation that it's hard to get, it's hard to be kind of, um, detached from that. Right. And to remember yeah. why you're doing something. Yes. Like yeah. you have to reel it back in Yeah. And be like okay hold on am I doing this for likes for approval Literally. for comments or because this makes me genuinely happy and I feel like creating and making videos and posting them showing other people it makes you happy yeah. you know You're and it so always has made you happy you've always been into video creation and you always you would You're always yeah I would make so many Facebook videos and like all the time I remember I would, yeah yeah it's like I was obsessed and I was in digital media with like yeah all the all the homies shout out shout yeah out. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> you know and all the mid packers and yeah. uh, hashtag 2014 all right I'm done mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just start singing our, our alma mater <laughs> uh, comment down below if you remember our alma mater <laughs> But yeah, you know, so I think, I think, you know, now that we are adults here, semi, <laughs> we're, we're, there. Still, we're still figuring it out. We're still young, but yeah. I think something that, that I'm going to always remember that what my career taught me is, um, that I don't need to do things for the approval of others and that I can achieve high things and very high high goals for myself mm. I have to do it for anybody else what right a what, what a, a concept and that it almost feels even better to do oh, things for yourself yes, it's really <laughs> empowering I feel way more confident you don't have as much insecurity you don't absolutely you don't feel like your 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 self-worth is banked on your opinion the opinion of your coach mm -hmm. and that was huge. Like your, my self-worth looking back, like I, whatever my coaches told me, like I listened and I want, and I, I took it. I didn't just listen. I like took it in and really felt it, you know, mm -hmm. being a very empathetic person. I think that was really hard being a young empath going through college, um, doing a D1 sport. That's mm -hmm. another, that's another topic too. Mm. Being an empath through and you know, being a young empath and what that looks like, you know, you're, you're so vulnerable, insecure. You're just trying to please others. You're, but, but you also have this drive and you, you want to, you want to help and you want to help your team and you want to help your team win. And you want to, you want to win and you want to, you know, be the best. Like you have all that, but there's certain areas in that mindset that I misplaced yeah and, um I think now I had to go but you have to go through that as a young kid mm -hmm. you have to go through that in college in order to kind of realize you know real life and what it mm -hmm. takes and yep. um, and now you can implement those things into your daily life today and realize that life is just beginning mm -hmm. and that you don't need to constantly crave um, affirmation from others, even mm -hmm. if it's your love language. Right, like, right. There is balance. There's mm -hmm. a balance. Mm-hmm. So that's Absolutely. what I got to say about that. <laughs> oh, summer, beautiful. That was honestly like, just this whole conversation I feel like is so healing for my little teenager spirit who kind of decided to randomly stop dancing and be right. an actress and do modeling. And I feel like I haven't given myself grace and you saying that is really helpful. I think a lot of people need to hear that too. And it's not just something I needed. So I really appreciate you just being so open and vulnerable and sharing your story because that's what we're here to do. Like you need to be honest with people about your life. You know, it helps to heal. It really yeah. does, you know.
yeah like talking about it talking yeah I'm big big into that yeah you got to talk to people and be like you know even to like help check yourself totally like am I lost in the sauce like Mm -hmm. where am I placing value right is it it, am I placing value on external things Mm -hmm. or am I placing value on spiritual things Mm. what matters amen amen sis you know God yeah here to be in the world but not of the world of the world and that requires you need to give yourself grace Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know we are we are free we're forgiven Mm -hmm. and we have you know so many things that we can do in this life because we're so young and we can you know continue to have conversations like this with people in order to Mm -hmm. help each other Mm. and make it you know make it a thing and I think more and more now nowadays this is like people are starting to talk about this aspect of sports more, you Mm -hmm. know, the mental health aspect. Mental health. Yeah, absolutely. It it hasn't been talked about that recent. Right. It's just just now kind of starting, you know, I've seen a couple articles and like, you know, Michael Phelps came out with his, you know, therapist, a therapy company and like, Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. it's like athletes are starting to do something about this because right. swimming is a sport that can literally push. It just like, I just look back and I'm like, how did I do that? Right. I like you I asked bet. if I can do that now as a 25 year old. No. Right. Because I don't need to. Right. Right. I have a husband I need to take care of. You know, mm-hmm. I have a little family now. Mm-hmm. I, I have a future I want to think about I have a house I want to buy eventually you know mm-hmm. like I it's your your at 25 your your uh, perspective changes mm-hmm. when you're young you are going after one thing you're getting that degree and you're you're you know I got to pay for college mm-hmm. for, for swimming and that is what I that is why I swam because right. my parents gave me everything in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. They gave me everything I needed. And I'm that I, I had the privilege of having parents who did that for me. And so mm-hmm. I thought it was the least I can do is work and train my ass off to pay for college. Right. You almost feel like you owed it to them. them. Yeah. I didn't want them to pay for it. Right. I wanted to do that. Like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do at least something. It's like as a kid, when you have amazing parents, like I, I have these great parents and they taught me a lot and they've given me everything I need to be successful. How can I give back? Like, how do you repay them? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always, that's how I thought growing up. Like, I just want to repay you like for taking me to all those practices and mm-hmm. you know, getting me all those really expensive tech suits. Like how can mm-hmm. I repay you? And so that's why, like, that was a huge aspect of why I did division one swimming or wanted to, you know, continue that path. Right. And you Is did it, sis. I want it. And I did it. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like I freaking did it. That was the best feeling. That was the best feeling. It was a huge accomplishment and mm-hmm. coming out debt free was it was worth it. Right. I'm it so proud so of you for it. doing that. Yeah. So that was another aspect. Like he that was really big. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. But now I'm now I'm trying to think, okay, what's next? I got this right. new millennial job and now yeah. I, wanna, I just want to crush it at this. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? I think also athletes need to realize coming out of college, this is going to be my final point. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can talk summer. all day. But <laughs> literally, I can literally talk about this all day. But my final point is going to be that, you know, for kids coming out or, you know, people who are coming out of college, then you're done with your career, whatever sport you, or whatever sport or even like artistic thing that you're in. If you did something that well before and you crushed it at like something that extreme at Mm -hmm. that level, Mm -hmm. you can do it again and you can do it in something else and you're going to be great at whatever you do next. Mm. 
athletes. That's what sports instill inside you. And that's what, Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, that's what that instills in you is that, is that purpose to continually do great no matter what it is Mm -hmm. because that's just you. It's a type of person. It's in you. It's in you. You, Mm -hmm. you just, you did it once before you can do it again. Mm. Whatever you do, modeling, acting, coming from being a dancer, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. That's kind of like you, you were an amazing dancer. You don't think you're going to be an amazing model and actress too. Duh. (laughs) You were, you, if you did that, you can do this. No problem. Like it's, it's mindset and it's Mm. it's discipline and it's, it's heart. Mm. It's something you can't buy athletes, creatives, that stuff. You can't, you can't buy it. It's Mm. instilled in you because Jesus instilled it in you. So if you can do it, <laughs> I give you a high five because that was so beautiful. Like five, if I freaking went, I, I paid for college and went to Olympic trials and qualif- I qualified twice, went to NCAAs. I can go and qualify for great things again, mm. whatever it might be in whatever career. And I did. And I did. you did. Right. You know, I went off and became a marketer and crushed it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I just like crushed it. <laughs> we do, okay? We crushed it. We do. Nothing less. We do, no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm. And that's the final point. That's all I got to say. Love it, Summer. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you so, you much, so much. much. Of course. Thank you for sharing your story and being so honest. so much for tuning in for today's episode i hope you enjoyed my conversation with summer if you are digging this podcast please be sure to give it a five star rating on itunes it would help me out a ton and i hope you guys have a beautiful day thank you so much for joining in soul fam see you next time